0: A house is made of wood and stone, but only love can make a home. Welcome to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, helping you make your
1: home into one you'll love even more. Here are your hosts, Dan Hanson and Betsy Thompson. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning, Betsy.
2: Good morning, Dan.
1: It's been a week, hasn't it?
2: It has been a week.
1: It has been a week. A lot of developments have happened, not all of them great. Oh. Betsy found out that the surgery that she's planning on oh. way late has yeah. been bumped up. Thank you, doctor. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I can thank the surgeon for that one. Yeah,
1: a little nervous and now amped up into a whole new level of nervousness.
2: Oh, yeah. There's (laughs) a little bit of anxiety there.
1: (laughs) We talked about it a couple weeks ago. We'll talk about it again right before the surgery happens just to let everybody know what we're planning and how we're going to get through the recovery time.
2: Yeah, because we're not exactly sure at this point now that it has been bumped up. Now it's like all hands on deck and everybody
1: scurry. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's crazy. Thoracic outlet is what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want to go into the whole long thing, but no. in case anybody's wondering what we're alluding to, you can go back, I think, three episodes or so ago mm-hmm. and catch the story. It's not a life-threatening thing. No. It's more of a kind of trying to resolve some nerve and pain issues, Yep, but a lengthy process. So anyway, that was the great news this week. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I could have done without yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> everybody's got
1: great news. You know, yeah. it's just one of those things. Every time the yeah. new year turns, I always wonder what, what, I'm just one of those people that's not optimistic. You're a
2: pessimist. I
1: don't want to be.
2: Yeah, but you are. I
1: get nervous. I know. I, I got to get over that. And you tell me, oh, come on, it's a new year. It'll be great. <laughs> well, waiting for that. No. It'll be a good Yeah, year. but you're not the one who has to go through it. I'd like to point that I out. I know. I'm just very, very I'm what is the word? When you feel other people's feelings like you're better than everybody else, but there's another way to say that. <laughs> Empathetic. <laughs> Is that what it
2: is?
1: (laughs) Empathetic and arrogant, apparently. Yeah, I
2: don't think that the uh, I feel, you know, I'm better than everybody else (laughs) thing was really empathetic. I'm
1: just trying to lighten the mood because we started kind of dark and we actually have something really fun that we're going to talk about. Yeah. Right right now, but before we do that, so not technically right now, what is wow, going to be on the rest confusing. of the show, Betsy?
2: Uh, we are talking to Brad Krause from Service Professor today. and
1: We did that last week as well, but we yeah, have this recorded interview, yeah. and I had not paid attention to the calendar. I had planned on airing this in the cold of winter, and yet I missed it. And so we're going to play it now before the cold of winter is completely over. We've
2: had some really weird cold of winter because it hasn't been as cold as it was last year. So it's, yeah.
1: But it's great information. And it it doesn't just, what it's about is saving money in the cold. You know, what do we do with our heating and cooling or heating? To save money, but the way Brad takes it is, it could apply to uh, air conditioning yeah, as well. Right. a lot of great information. Mm-hmm. He kind of busts a couple of myths that are out there about how to save money. Yeah. So that's coming up. We're also going to be talking about brooms. This is a topic Betsy has chosen.
2: Well, yeah, because I was recently I talked about it last week how you get all these emails from mm-hmm. these magazines that we get. And one of them was talking about the broom challenge that just happened like last week. Um, you know, Don't
1: say too much because that'll be in the or you know.
2: verifying the myth of this broom challenge.
1: Yeah, being able to stand it up because of the Axis of the earth right. or something. We'll
2: go through that entire article and then we'll talk a little bit about brooms because there is a difference, different brooms for different things. So we'll talk about right. that.
1: Now, right now we're going to talk about something really fun and heartwarming Yeah, that we found on the internet. So. But before mm. we do that, we're going to throw a free one out there because right now, uh-huh. just before we started this segment, yeah. I was nearly electrocuted by static electricity. <sighs> Okay. I guess technically, I'm probably, what do you say I do? I drama queen things. Yes. I'm probably drama queening that just slightly.
2: Well, that doesn't
1: surprise me. But you heard the scream, right?
2: Yes, I didn't know what was happening. I'm like, you must have like pinched your fingers it no, or something. No, it
1: is this static electricity in our studio, well, everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it made me think, okay, I know it's worse in the winter. Yeah, because it's dry. But what can we do about it? Mm-hmm. So if anybody else is struggling with this and you don't dare touch Anything when you're moving around your room, <laughs> quit here's, scuffing your feet. Here's the deal: we Googled it, and yes, it's the dry and cold winter months that this mm-hmm. is usually the worst. Right. And the thing is that certain materials like glass, hair, fabrics, you know, polyesters, yeah, satin, things like that, they give up electrons easily. And what that means is that when they experience friction, you know, they're rubbed together. Mm. The electrons move from one atom to another, and when that happens, you know, we get a negative charge, and then we get popped. Right. Okay, that's the short, long and short of it. So it made me laugh because the friction. Mm -hmm. So, yes, it's probably from me scuffing my feet a little bit, but you know what is causing most of this problem? What? We had to raise our desk up. Yeah. so that you could stand up and work from time to time, mm-hmm. which required us to get taller chairs. Otherwise, I would have been sitting with my chin on the table. It's hard to work that way. It's really hard to eat lunch that way. Uh-huh. So we have these tall chairs. And you know what? Because of my height limitations... You
2: slide out of the chair, don't you? Well, I you? have
1: to jump to get into the chair. And I can never, like, clear the whole thing. So I slide <laughs> across the chair when I finally make it in. And then I have to slide my way out. Do you know how much friction my bottom is creating on the bottom of this chair? Why
2: is it that I don't have this problem?
1: Maybe you are taller?
2: Oh, oh,
1: thank you! No, that not, that's not what I meant. <laughs> anyway, You I, jumped right into that one. <laughs> I did, just like I jump out of my chair. Yep. So anyway, if you've got that problem at home, and I'm sure yours is probably not from the tall chairs that you're sliding in and out of, here are a couple of things. You could humidify your room.
2: Yeah, get a humidifier. Yes,
1: we mm-hmm. should do that. You yes. could wear leather-soled shoes, which I do not do. Which so I do. We don't do either one of those things. You could avoid wool. I'm completely wrapped in sheepskin right now. <laughs> I think there right there uh uh-huh. is my problem. It's so probably. anyway. There's a few things that you could do to wow. hopefully avoid this static issue. Uh-huh. And it is a pain this time of year. Literally. It, it is and figuratively.
2: When I was a kid I had that problem more so than I do now.
1: Oh, see. Anything that I had as a problem as a kid is still grown. a problem. Oh yeah, it's even more. Of a problem now. Oh, of course, that doesn't Let's do me. heartwarming a minute.
2: Yeah, heartwarming. Um, I think, I don't know how long this has been on Facebook. It occasionally shows up. I've actually seen it a couple times now. Yes, indeed. Um, It's like from a year ago, I think. There's a video of a guy. He's like in his 60s, mm-hmm. mid-60s, and he's been colorblind. Well, see the other life. part. That's what,
1: important. To what me. other part? He's a bodybuilder. Oh, <laughs> yes, not that's the just, important part to right, you. Because you need to, if you haven't seen yeah. it, you need to envision. He's, it. His He's a big guy, big stocky guy,
2: giant mustache, bald oh, head. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, he's a bodybuilder. He's a
1: man's man.
2: He is a man's man. And he's always been colorblind. And for his birthday, um, I don't know, was it his wife? I
1: believe so. His family chipped in. Yeah,
2: got him some glasses that would help him see color for the first time. And, you know, colorblindness comes in different forms, Mm -hmm. and we're not going to get into all of that. But it's just, it's not that you don't see any color. It's that all the colors kind of meld together. So you see kind of this mustardy yellowy gray i mean it's really ugly when they show pictures of you know here's what the picture looks like here's what it looks like to colorblind people Mm -hmm. it's really just
1: it's a very dull world imagine having seen that all your life right that's what you know yeah you don't you know you're told that the world is different there's a blue sky and there's green what is blue right you know how do you even begin to wrap your brain around that concept yeah what is red uh-huh. I don't know. I know that that shade is red or whatever, right, right? But you don't see it the way we see it. Yeah. And then they give him these glasses, and you mm-hmm. see him put them on, and he's very confused. It looks yeah. like sunglasses and stuff, right. and he's kind of playing along, uh-huh. and he puts them on, and that's why the bodybuilder thing is is so important to me because yeah. his demeanor instantly changes. Yeah. He shuts down. He's swinging his arms at his side. He's crying. He's completely yeah. overwhelmed. It's a whole new world. By what he's seeing.
2: Right. And that plays in, you know, we talk about color all the time on the show and putting color in your homes. And really, if you have a color palette that is just grays and beiges and very, you know, neutral, very monochromatic.
1: Well, even the, yeah, yeah. Because, because you're trying to be safe. But sometimes even trendy, because gray is trendy. Right. It is trendy. You're being trendy. Right. But if that's what you're limiting your palette to, it's like being colorblind.
2: In a Infuse way. Use it with just a little bit of life, a little bit of color here and there. Just little things. You know, we talk about the bowl of lemons or the bowl of limes all the time.
1: In a kitchen or something right. like that.
2: Just that, well, you could put it on a coffee table.
1: Probably yeah. not in your bathroom. Probably not. A little weird no. in the bathroom.
2: <laughs> right. But just little things. Bring in that little bit of color to bring some life into your space. Well,
1: when you watch this guy, the reaction that he has, the power yeah. that color has, Yeah when you haven't been surrounded mm-hmm. by it. And really that is the case if you've got a room mm-hmm. that's been limited or you feel bored with it or and you don't know why. You right. know or or you get a brand new gray and and everything feels nice. Right. You can only imagine what a little bit of color in the right spot could do.
2: Yeah, it and doesn't have to be a lot.
1: That's the thing. It doesn't need to be a lot. It doesn't necessarily need to be bright and bold right. and over the top. Mm-hmm. You know, so so how are some of the ways that we can work with color because I think a lot of people can grab that idea. Right. You know, sure, that sounds good, but Mm -hmm. I can't even remotely imagine my living room with some kind of, you know, bold or crazy color in it. How do we work with that?
2: It's just the little things. Throw pillows are a great thing because they're inexpensive and it brings a lot of color. It can bring a lot of texture. It brings really great things like that.
1: Mm -hmm. Paint on a single wall or Even remembering the idea, like Betsy said earlier, it doesn't need you know. Adding color doesn't mean you've got to go with a crazy bright color. Bold right. doesn't mean bright, right? And all and and if you're working with all grays, even a small amount yeah, of color is going to make any a huge impact. Bit of color so, is do that. things like. You know, an accent wall, of course, is right. one way to go. Right. We always talk about painting the backs of bookshelves. Mm-hmm. Bringing in a piece of furniture that yeah. you painted. We did that desk yeah. where we took a roll top desk, stripped it all down, yeah. restained most of the desk, or at least a good portion of it, yeah. maybe half of it, but then put this chrome bright yellow on. Thank some you, of the Thomas
2: others. Jefferson. <laughs> yes, that's
1: another reference to his Monticello library. Dining room. Dining room, which used to be blue until a few years ago where they actually discovered that the original color was, you know, face of the sun yellow.
2: Yeah. It's really stunning. It's It's amazing. Amazing the difference.
1: But we put that on that little desk and we wouldn't want to put that through the whole room, you know, wherever it is. It's so powerful. Yeah. But on that one piece of furniture, Mm -hmm. even if the rest of the room is gray and simple, it just gives this life yeah. to a space that you're not going to get otherwise. Right. So color, think about it, paint mm-hmm. is there to help you get just that little bit that's going to take your decorating from where it's at now, mm-hmm. to the next level. And you got to see that video on Facebook. Yeah. It'll make grown men ball like babies, right? It made you ball like babies. And it'll like make girly guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'll be a mess for a week.
2: Uh-huh. Now, coming up after the break, we're going to talk about the broom challenge. Is it a myth or is it real? And then we're going to talk about all the brooms that you need to have in your home. That's next. Stay tuned.
1: Helping you turn your house into your dream home. This is the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, presented by Benjamin Moore on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, Betsy, we're going to talk about brooms. Because when you first brought this up to me, I thought, you know what? I cannot think of anything at this exact moment that's more riveting. Than brooms.
2: Well, we did miss the boat a little bit on the broom challenge, which apparently hey, happened. Hey, you roll with
1: me now. This is how we do it. We missed the boat. So, ever <laughs> since you started working with me, that's true. That's the name of the game.
2: Yeah, the broom challenge actually happened like two weeks ago, February like that. 10th. So, about two weeks ago. Um, apparently, it, well, it took over Twitter and the entire internet, all these celebrities. Even and my
1: kitchen. My children were trying to do yeah, this. And, they and got yelled at it because it the brooms kept falling and scaring the dog.
2: <laughs> well, it allegedly, it says, according to a viral tweet that started the trend, NASA said that it was the only day that this could happen because of the Earth's, Earth's gravitational pull. Say that 10 times fast. And so, of course, everyone goes out and they're going to try mm-hmm. it because it's the only day that this will happen. So thousands of people go out and they try it.
1: And what are they trying to do? They're trying to stand the broom stand up on end. a
2: broom up on end without having to hold touch it, it and hold use- it there fishing line so the article that i got again through one of those magazines was despite the proof circulating online the science behind the broom challenge is just a myth there is no evidence that nasa has ever made such an announcement about the effects of gravity on household cleaning tools and in fact anyone can make a broom stand up any day of the year very simply it makes like a tripod, and if you can get it centered just right, right. over that center, it's got an extremely
1: low center of gravity is how it boils down to, right? Right, that's and what so you, were you can do it
2: any day of the year as long
1: as it's a straight cut broom. Yes, that's the angled ones, which is yeah. what my children were using. Well, and surprise, a lot of- surprise, <laughs> yes, <laughs> my yeah. children, <laughs> yeah, yeah, crazy. The straight cut ones work, and yeah. anybody can do it. Proof uh-huh. positive. I did it
2: well, and apparently CNN. There's a video from 2012 that explained all of this. So this has actually been happening for years. (laughs)
1: Exactly. This is not kind of fun. It is kind of fun. So now let's transition into something practical.
2: Yeah. Different types of brooms because there are different ones for different uses. You know, it's not one broom suits every need
1: in your home. Right. And this could be, I mean, there's probably 90% of everybody out there is thinking, oh, my goodness, we know this. But for the 10% (laughs) who functioned like I did Uh and just didn't stop to think about it. We'll tell the your, right broom makes a huge difference. Tell
2: your story about your push brooms because you were yes. just telling me the story.
1: Yes. I moved into my house a few years back and there was a push, two push brooms. Yeah. No, no, no. There was one in the basement mm-hmm. that the gentleman left.
2: Yeah. Okay. And then there was
1: one that I brought with me. The one that I brought with me had very fine, soft bristles. Yeah. I put that in the garage. Right. And I left his broom, which was much stiffer in the workroom. Mm-hmm. And I would use my broom outside, the yep. soft bristled one, and I'd use his broom inside, and I hated push brooms. I right. thought they were the dumbest things in the wide, whole wide world. Because neither one worked very well. And then one day, on accident, I think I sent the kids in to get a second Mm -hmm. broom. Yeah. Because we were trying to work outside, maybe Mm -hmm. pushing the maple spinners away. Yeah. And they ran inside and came out with that stiff, and I should have thought this through a million times before this, Mm -hmm. but I didn't. He brings out this stiff bristled broom, starts pushing the maple spinners away. Uh I instantly made him swap brooms with me, and from that point on, I realized, what a tremendous difference the right bristle for the right situation is the smooth brush or the soft bristle push broom mm-hmm. works great in a wood shop. Right. But the coarse one worked great outside.
2: Well, and that's why when it comes Duh. to things like corn brooms, you know, I mean, they're like the, the oldest. old
1: fashioned. Yeah, yeah, the
2: old fashioned kind. That's why they don't work terribly well indoors, like in your kitchen and things like that, because they are a super stiff bristle. So they're best and used outdoors. And they're called outdoors. soft
1: brooms, actually. Is the technical term. Yeah. It maybe softens over time, but it's not soft like synthetic no. bristles.
2: Right. The synthetic bristles are best used indoors on those smooth surfaces. The angled ones are great because they will get into those little corners and in the areas just that are hard like to an reach. Just
1: like an angled sash brush. Exactly. Gets just like Gets you into like all that. the little areas.
2: <laughs> yes, yes, it does. Well, and they do get softer over time. Which So ones? then the angled brooms, yes. because of the synthetic bristles, they get softer and more Pliable, and so the longer you have it, actually, the better job it does collecting dust and dirt from those are perfect the for inside.
1: Yeah, if you're sweeping your sidewalks mm-hmm. or concrete steps or a deck or something like that, those corn brooms, yeah. the soft broom, you know what we mm-hmm. think of as t- typical broom, those are brilliant. Yeah, and again, I found that out by accident at a cottage that we stay at. Over summer break, Mm -hmm. my family rents this cottage, we go there, and there was this broom outside to sweep the the cement off. Right. And it was one of those junky corn brooms, and I thought, whoever wants to use one of these? Uh So I used the other one, until one day I couldn't find it, and I used that corn broom, and it worked beautifully on the the rough concrete.
2: Right. I have seen before, and you don't see them often, but you do see sometimes those rubber brooms. It's like a rubber head, and it has little rubber finger-like things.
1: What are you talking about? This is like witchcraft I don't even know what you're talking about
2: No I've seen it once okay. I think and I forget where I was that I saw it but it it looks like a broom but it's all made of rubber mm-hmm. it's it's just a rubber what is head that on for? it 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 doesn't do well with dust but it does well with any other material that you might have oh. so it will work outside it'll work on a smooth surface like a garage floor getting all the Really? You know leaves and such out? Yeah.
1: Huh. I did not know about
2: those. Yeah, you don't, like I said, you don't see them often, but that is one other option out there. So
1: keep your eyes open. Like any tool, having the right one for the right situation yeah. can make a ton of difference. And yes, we apologize to the 90% of the people who knew that. For the 10%, you're welcome.
2: Well, there. I mean, we do think that one broom suits all, and it doesn't.
1: Now, when we come back, we're going to be in the studio with Brad Krause from Service Professor talking about some ways you can save money during the colder months. And even the hotter months because we know it's coming. Right, it is. That's next. Stay tuned. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco-like Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back. I'm Dan Hanson.
2: And I'm Betsy Thompson. So, we're in the studio with Brad Krause, the President of Service Professor. Brad, thanks for stopping by.
0: Well, thanks for having me again. I appreciate it. Uh,
2: Recently, I saw on your Facebook, and I actually brought it up so I didn't screw it up. um, There was a post about myth or fact, and it was about misconceptions of closing vents throughout your house to save money during the winter and the cold months, really. Right. And I know that we've... I don't know. Do you want to give them the answer?
1: I don't know if we've ever talked about this with an expert. We've talked yeah, about it. Yeah, that's right. We talked about it.
2: We information we Brad got from asked.
1: Brad. Got but it. now we okay. actually have the expert here.
2: Why don't you quick give us the answer? Then it, it leads because lots of people want to do question.
1: this. They want right. to close yeah. off rooms. They want to close off vents because it's going to save money. Why heat those rooms? We don't use them.
0: Good idea or bad idea? Okay, so the, the short answer is it's a bad idea. And the primary reason is is an HVAC heating system is designed for the size of your house. So all those openings, all those, registra- uh, all those registers throughout mm-hmm. the home are what depict the airflow. And really the airflow that the furnace is designed to handle. So when you choke them off and you shut down registers to close the door, uh, a room that's unused up mm-hmm. and let it stay cold for the winter, you're essentially adding more pressure on that furnace to work. Okay, so it actually will diminish the lifespan of your furnace by doing so because you're increasing its mm. work capacity and how hard it has to work to do its job. But so, technically, we might save money
1: this winter. <laughs> <laughs> we may destroy our furnace next winter. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I would actually say no, still. It still yeah, right. Money. Still wouldn't save any money and it would actually be a detriment uh, in the long haul. So, how does that get started? I mean, how does that get such legs,
1: that rumor? Because when we did that segment, I wouldn't say it wasn't hate mail <laughs> by any means, right. but there was a lot of disagreement mm-hmm. Sure, that no, that's not how it works. We're wrong.
0: Right. Well, I think just from a common sense standpoint, when you think about the, the literal act of, of what you're doing, you're closing up mm-hmm. rooms, I'm heating less space. I've right. got to save money. It just makes sense. Makes sense. But what you're doing is you're increasing that. It's called static pressure is what it's called technically. So you're increasing the static pressure on the furnace, and, and that's not good for the furnace. Mm-hmm. The, uh, uh, there's a blower motor in there and I won't get too, as you know, I'm a master electrician, so I won't get too electrical here for you, but that motor is working harder to push that air, which increases its usage. So even if you're saving on gas a little bit at best, you're increasing your electrical cost through static pressure. So it actually, it's 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 kind of like spinning your wheels, right? Taking two steps forward and two steps back again. And, and that's all you do. do that doing. quite regularly <laughs> yes, with a lot of do. different We all do. Mm-hmm. We all do.
2: All right, so there has to be a way that we can save money on our heating costs. And, you know, I, there has to be things that we can do, preventative things that's going to help. Do you have anything for us that we can do right now instead of closing off
0: everything? And if you don't, do you know any songs that you can sing for the next four or five minutes? <laughs> yeah, well, you don't want that. I've got one <laughs> karaoke song and it's us uh, keep it in the bag as long as possible. Right. So right, let's hang on to that <laughs> one. Let's hang on to that one just in case. Uh, yeah, there are definitely some preventative measures that we can take. Um, and it all has to do with Airflow. Mm-hmm. So back to what okay. we just spoke about, you know, the, the biggest thing is, is changing your air filter regularly. Believe it or not, yeah. having good airflow through your furnace helps it work at max efficiency. So airflow is absolutely everything. And there's a few ways to combat airflow and to make sure your airflow is good as it was designed when it was a brand new system. So we're always injecting dirt and grime into these systems throughout its lifespan, which makes them work more inefficiently. So changing the filter is number one. If you have a standard half-inch filter every month, set a calendar reminder on your phone, you change that bad boy whether or not it it looks like it needs to be changed or it doesn't, okay? Mm -hmm. That needs to happen to to keep the airflow going. Because believe it or not, that filter is not, a half-inch filter is not there to make sure you're breathing clean air. It's there to keep the dirt off of your system. That's what it was actually designed for. There's other filtration systems that certainly are designed to make sure you're breathing the cleanest air you've breathed, you know, you're breathing all day in your own home. But a half-inch air filter is not one of them, okay? Uh, So that's one way. The other way is to get your ducts cleaned regularly, uh, you know, we tell our residential customers, depending on loading the house and different things, one to two years, you should get your ducts clean. Maybe maybe every other year is a good practice because now you're pushing air through those clean ducts with no constriction in there mm-hmm. because all of that dirt on the sidewalls of that ductwork work is creating friction, increasing that static pressure again. And then the third one is to... Seal your ductwork. If you seal your ductwork and you're not leaking air before it gets to the registers, it's going to run more efficiently, which is another, you know, department that we have a service professor. We seal ductwork as well um, from the inside, not from the outside. It's a really cool so technology. You don't have a guy that runs around with a bunch of silver foil tape.
2: It just wraps and everything. Just marks some <laughs>
1: spots and puts a bunch of tape down.
0: Correct. Uh, some of the, the gaping holes, yes, we do we do seal it in different means. But uh, to all the other cracks and crevices that are throughout a heating system get sealed from the inside out. I don't know if you
1: know that the, uh,
0: there's a stat about most homes, the, the system leaks, right? Every home. Every home. Unless it's been sealed from the inside. That's literally the only way that you can you can prevent it. And it's, some of them can be severe. Ab- mean, a lot
1: you're losing a lot through your ductwork. Absolutely. Right? And it's not just one out of every few homes does this. It's every it, home leaks, some even worse than others. Absolutely.
2: Even brand new homes like some people are going to say, "Well, I just built this house. We just moved in."
0: Yeah. Great, great catch on that, Betsy. So in the last 10 years, the codes have been updated and mandated that you have a a, a ceiling of the system before drywall and stuff goes up. So, um, anymore, it is much, much better uh, than it was before. So a newer home should be in fairly good shape, um, but they're not pressure testing the past inspection. So, you know, my understanding is more of a visual uh, in different things of that nature, but they are sealed much better than what was mandated previously. Is it the same type of system that you use when you seal them? No, they'd be sealing them from the outside. Oh, they're doing them from the outside. Yep, yeah. So they just they put that that silver adhesive around the joints and stuff uh, uh, throughout yeah. the duct system to seal it that way. All right. Hmm. What?
2: Nothing. It seems like I had a question and then it just like. It was like a bird. I let it go and I don't. <laughs> that know where is how it I at.
1: live, Betsy. That is really what's going on in my head most of the time. I know. So we've got three different things. Now, I know this is a bad idea, but it was, you know, you see all these dumb things on Facebook or wherever where it's life hacks. Oh. You know, and every now, yeah. and, then, every now and then there's a good one, but most of the time it's like a really bunch of dumb stuff. Yes. But there was one dealing with dirt and dust, you know, coming through the vents and stuff, and they actually stuffed all the vents with filter type material oh perfect that doesn't sound like a good idea at (laughs) all right it does it does back to the whole airflow thing it does not possibly be good
0: no i've yeah i've seen the same facebook uh groups and stuff where you have you know some of the window shaker air conditioners with makeshift tubular Mm -hmm. you know duck duck ductwork going to this room (laughs) because i want this room cooler right Yeah, yeah i've seen those as well no not not a good idea at all again you're restricting airflow uh an HVAC system, its best friend is great airflow. So anything that you can do not to restrict airflow is a thumbs up. All right. So you guys have something. Oh, my goodness. What's it called? It's sports
1: MVP? sounding. MVP. Yes. Our MVP. That is a preventative maintenance
0: program. What exactly is that? How does that work? Exactly. So our MVP membership is, is for our most, I, I guess, dedicated clients that, you know, they want the, the annual maintenance done on every one of their systems every year. So for fourteen ninety nine a month, we have thousands in West Michigan that are on this program. Uh, we actually come out four times a year and do their, their annual maintenance, their system maintenance for electrical Plumbing, and then one for their heating system, and one for their cooling system. So four times a year, um, we do that, and then it comes with other privileges as well, like uh, priority service. Uh, all of our MVP members get served first at Service Professor, and then also you get some discounts and things as well as a MVP member. So uh, what kind
1: of things do you go and take care of, or preventatively maintain?
0: Yeah, so I yeah, it's a great question. I have my Look highlights. That. That's a there
1: we go. Nice job. Slam dunk. High five, to um, everybody. Always says you have a great one. I finally have a great
0: question. Well, I agree. Betsy does
1: have some great questions. She does. Absolutely. But I just did. He likes to make me
2: think that I don't have very good questions. No, you have good
1: questions. Uh-huh. I just happen to have, have had a very good question, as Brad. let's just let Brad well, first, we question.
0: talked earlier about doing this like webcast, so your audience can see you too <laughs> do the and i the squabbles <laughs> are amazing, like my smile it hurts my face right now <laughs> it's It's so fun to watch you have uh, fun, yes, you do, yeah, it's great. the hand gestures. I stay out of fun. arm's reach, I know know I'm trying that. to give the audience some visual here. <laughs>
2: see, I have longer uh, arms than you do. I know so. I've got little
0: stubby <laughs> arms. <laughs> T-Rex arms, right?
1: Yes, yes, thank you.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, so to answer your question, um, I have some highlights for each department that we do, um, and I think our customers have their own highlights, but I think for for plumbing, the biggest thing is we're going to flush your water heater. That's a mm. big deal. Um, sediment collects at the bottom of your water heater, and they're supposed to be flushed annually uh, per manufacturer's recommendations. So an eighth inch of sediment can actually reduce the efficiency of your water heater by nearly 20%. So we flush that. That's a big one. We do plenty of other things, a water test, everything for you while we're there in the home. Uh, Electrically, for me, as I'm a master electrician, I I find uh, our involvement in the electrical panel to be very important. We tighten up all the lugs. They loosen up every year. We do a heat check of all the breakers, make sure there's nothing abnormal that a naked eye simply can't see uh, by opening up a panel cover. Mm -hmm. So we do those things. The biggest takeaway electrically for our customers is we clean their bath fans. That's their biggest one. <laughs> they clean what? Their bath fans. Bath fans. The, the grates on their bath fans. you come in and clean. I don't think you want to clean mine. Yeah. Well, they, <laughs> does yours look like a Chia Pet? We, we, do, we do see yeah. that once in a while. <laughs> um So we, we actually clean those. That's a big takeaway. We change the smoke detector batteries when we're there. That's all included in your membership. And then HVAC goes without saying. We'll change a half-inch filter for you while we're there, and then we actually evaluate the furnace, do all the proper checks of all the key components of the system. And many of our customers choose to pay us to do an extensive cleaning on the HVAC system while we're there right. because that increases that airflow like we talked about earlier.
2: Right. So not only are you giving them the service of all of these things, but you're also keeping them safe. And, you know, we talked to the fire marshal about fire safety and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And you're kind of doing like the fire safety thing, yeah, helping him with that. And, the batteries and, the, and, and the smoke the bathroom detector. Fan. And the bath fan. Yep. Yeah. We talked about all yeah, that. Which, he talked
1: about that. The fire marshal uh, yeah. talked about uh, a couple of fires
0: that he'd seen mm-hmm. that literally started from lint and fuzz right?
2: Yeah. yeah, moisture and wires and stuff like that. Yeah, all of thing.
0: that. Absolutely. Yeah, we take our job you know, quite seriously because it's they're all working systems that people forget about until there's a problem, and right. I would rather be uh, proactive with my car maintenance, if you will, so it doesn't strand me on the side of the road, and we feel yeah. the same way about our, our working systems in the home. Well, I hope when the guy comes out to my house to clean the bathroom fans, he kind of <laughs> slots a couple of hours.
1: <laughs> Your bath fans <a> <laughs> He wears a hazmat suit. <laughs> Brad, uh, if our listeners have any questions about any of the stuff you just talked about, How's the best way to get in touch with you at Service Professor?
0: Plenty of ways to communicate with us. Obviously, the traditional way you can call us at 616 871 1900. We love to talk to people every day. Uh, we handle nearly 90 you know, 60 to 100 service calls every day, average about 90. Oh, really? So, wow. we, we serve a lot of West Michigan every single day. And uh, they can email us, uh, they can chat with us on our website. We have chat service, whatever form of communication they prefer, we're here for them. Awesome brad kraus
1: president of service professor and as you acknowledged on a previous segment head cheerleader right that's what i like to be called the head cheerleader absolutely yeah, you got the
0: pigtails <laughs> for it brad, <laughs> thanks for being here i appreciate it thank you
1: now all right earlier in the show we talked about bringing color into your decorating right right mm-hmm. there is a really foolproof way to pull this off mm-hmm. and it's involving wallpaper we're going to talk about that in just a minute stay tuned You want to take your DIY skills up a run? The Repco Lite Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost. All right, Betsy, let's wrap this one up. And we're gonna okay, wrap okay. it up with a contest that we didn't even we didn't even pitch this contest at the beginning.
2: Um, are you talking about the tickets? I
1: am. We're gonna give away tick can I say that out yes. loud? Yes, it's you may too <laughs> it's too late now. It's too late, cats out of the bag. Full steam ahead. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna give away tickets to the upcoming home and garden show, which is March. Um, oh, my goodness. Five through nine?
2: Hold on. I have it on the ticket. Five through eight.
1: Five through eight. Yes. Yes. Five through eight. So we're going to give away ten pairs of tickets. Ten yeah. pair? Ten pair. Do you put an S on the end of that? Oh, that's a Google for another uh, day. Yeah. I think it's pair. Yes. Anyway, ten pair of tickets. We'll tell you how you can win them coming up in about six minutes. Yes. So stay tuned. For that. To the radio. Yeah. Right now, let's talk about wallpaper because... Really, in the decorating world, are there many more controversial? topics than wallpaper. To um, wallpaper or no. to not wallpaper? No. I that mean, is...
2: well There the, are camps. The problem is there are a lot of myths surrounding wallpaper. Mm-hmm. People think it's really, really expensive. It's going to cost a fortune. Mm-hmm. You know, it used to be we wallpapered entire rooms or the entire house. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing to do is to wallpaper just one wall or a very small space. Use the wallpaper creatively yeah, so you, you don't have to buy as much.
1: Use it very wisely. You
2: still get the impact, but you don't have the cost associated with it. Right.
1: Another one of the issues that people have, in in fact, at the Home and Garden Show, at the most recent New Homes or Remodeling and New Homes show... We talk to people who are absolutely still stunned that wallpaper is in style. They can't believe yeah. that wallpaper's in style. Because what we picture are the things that our grandma had mm-hmm. The for little ages. mini floral
2: uh, prints. Right.
1: <laughs> All of these old, old styles. Yeah. We can't even picture. Like you said, I think what it is is partly we imagine and remember rooms that are wall-to-wall. Yeah. Wallpaper. And then we remember the patterns and the Mm -hmm. colors, and none of that feels good. And yet it's completely different now.
2: Yeah, it is not your grandma's wallpaper. I tell people that all the time. It's not your grandma's wallpaper. Now there are fantastic patterns, there are geometrics, there are bright colors that just liven up the space. And there's something for every feel. You know, no matter what you want to achieve in a space, there's a wallpaper for that. There are natural material wallpapers. You know, the grass cloths are Mm -hmm. really popular right now. They give you that really great texture and just subtle changes.
1: We've had a couple that we brought to the shows that have that really heavy uh it's a vinyl paper yeah. but it's got a wood texture. Yeah. And it's People think it's real yeah, wood. Yeah, they stop and want to touch it and it's uh-huh. such a cool thing because it's yeah. so simple to install. Yep. It's utterly washable and mm-hmm. resistant to almost everything. Yep. And yet, it gives you that wood look that so many of us want. Right. The last big thing that people struggle with is, well, when I have to take it down, it's going to be mm-hmm. a nightmare. I'm gonna. I might as well just raise the house to the ground and rebuild, <laughs> right. rather than strip that paper. Right.
2: Right. That is another common myth, and all of that comes from the way wallpaper used to be installed was not necessarily the way we install it today. Um,
1: well, and not everybody installs it the right way. Well,
2: that is true because there are still people who don't install it correctly.
1: You need which, to- which means what? What is the right?
2: That means that you need to use the proper things underneath the wallpaper and you need to use the proper paste. So we always recommend that you use a sizer underneath and... Even on a painted surface? Even on a painted surface. That's going to help the wallpaper come down more easily when it's time to pull it down. Also, you need to make sure you're using the right paste, not a clay paste that is going to bond it to the wall forever.
1: Or... A vinyl to vinyl paste or a border right. adhesive. We've had people install you know, that that particular adhesive mm-hmm. is to put borders over top of paper. Right. And to make it bond. Yes. If you use that to just put a border on a Sized wall, mm-hmm. that paste is entirely different than regular right. paste. And it yeah. would be a nightmare to strip. Right. I know because it is on the bathroom in the house that I'm in. Uh-huh. And I'm in the middle of stripping <laughs> that down. So, <laughs> right. in those situations, yes, it's an absolute nightmare. Yes. But if you do it the right way in your own home, moving mm-hmm. forward, it doesn't need to be at all. Well, it's actually like a lot of fun.
2: Yes. I, I don't is. think
1: that we can say that, can we?
2: Oh, That's yes, not technically yes, true. Yes, you can. I enjoy stripping wallpaper if it's, so, you know, been properly prepped. All right. One more thing if you have commitment issues with wallpaper, there oh, are peel-and-stick yes. wallpapers now. They're easily removable. You can reposition them, hang them in a different room. It's some a, of the greatest thing if you yeah. have commitment issues with wallpaper.
1: I have a book right here that has all of that in it, and the patterns are very wide uh, and varied. Oh yeah. yep. it's not just, we're not just talking decals or something right. like that, like a superhero mm. chart. We're actually talking full sheets of yep. wallpaper that can You're be right. repositioned. Taken down, and Uh it says right on here it guarantees easy removal and no adhesive or residue left on the wall. Yeah, it's like a sticker. How does it price out compared to other paper?
2: It's very comparable, maybe even a little bit less depending on the pattern you choose.
1: There is no way to put color into a space. Quite like this. Paint does a great job. Yeah. And what we would normally recommend, I mean, especially to keep costs down, Mm -hmm. is paint most of the room. Right. But bring these types of things in in unusual settings, you know, on the stair risers going up. Yeah. Put it on a single wall. We've seen it on, like, above a fireplace. Yeah. You know, that one little cutout or bump out in a wall. Yeah. Just a simple way. Or an entry.
2: Yeah, entryways are great because it just adds that little bit of color. It adds a little bit of pattern and it just really livens up a space and has a more welcoming feel. You know, you just don't get quite the same thing. Well,
1: with you get paint. texture, color, mm-hmm. pattern. So many different things happen with wallpaper. And then you bring in the rest of your color with paint. It'll change. It. It'll take a space that you're kind of bored with, mm-hmm. even with a new color. Yep. And it will make it completely different. Yep. Take it to. I mean, last time we talked about taking your decorating from one level to the next.
2: This takes it to the next level beyond that. Even
1: beyond that. Right. So you can stop out at a number of our stores. Which ones don't have wallpaper books?
2: Jenison and Muskegon and Port City Paints are the two that the stores just aren't big enough to house all the wallpaper books. But all the
1: rest have wallpaper books you can tool through and people can help you. Just look at some of the new patterns that are out there. Right. All right. That's all the time we've got. Mm -hmm. And we want to give those tickets away. Ten pair to the first ten people who email us at radio at repcolite.com. Radio at Repcolite.com. Go. I'm Dan
2: Hansen. And I'm Betsy Thompson. Remember, if you're about to lose your DIY sanity,
1: we can help you fix that crazy. And we'll help you with that next internet challenge that's just around the corner. We just helped you out with the one that we just finished, (laughs) the broom challenge. Next time, we'll be ahead of the curve. We hope. Just keep listening. Right.